Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the shutdown showdown. Tensions over government funding, the southern border, and Russia's war in Ukraine. The writing is literally on the wall here. We are not asking too much. We just need artillery shells and aviation. The rest we will do ourselves. We're in Ukraine as Russian forces advance with aid at the center of an urgent meeting between President Biden and top congressional leaders. This is an existential moment for the free world. We must take care of America's needs first. The CBS Evening News starts now. I'm Nora O'Donnell, and thank you for being with us. Tonight, more than 40 million people are in the path of a severe storm threat that is rolling across the country. Heavy snow from Colorado to Minnesota caused travel chaos at the nation's airports, with more than 3,000 flights delayed. And the biggest threat from this dangerous weather will come overnight from Missouri to Michigan with dangerous winds, massive hail, and possible tornadoes. So we're going to have more on that dangerous system in just a moment. But first, we want to begin tonight here in Washington with the age-old story of Congress leaving it to the last minute to get its job done. Tonight, the issue is a potential government shutdown Friday night and the decision to fund Ukraine or risk an international fiasco. There are some new developments today after an intense Oval Office meeting with President Biden and congressional leaders. And this comes as Russian forces are gaining ground and Ukrainian troops are running short on ammunition. CBS's Charlie Daggett is on the ground in Ukraine to give us the scope why the aid is so pressing. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening to you, Nora. We visited many frontline towns since this war began, and troops are always jittery. But today, there was a real sense of fear mixed with frustration. The Russians are on the move, and there's a genuine sense and a concern that Ukraine just doesn't have the weapons to stop them. 
Following the relentless bombardment in the battle for Bakhmut, Russian troops repeated those brutal tactics in the recent capture of the city of Avdivka. Now the Kremlin's forces are bearing down on Chasif Yar, where today we saw a town under siege and calling out for help. The writing is literally on the wall here, and the message couldn't be clearer. We are not asking too much. We just need artillery shells and aviation. We'll do the rest ourselves. Hardly a building has been left untouched after months of shelling, but soldiers say the past few days has seen an increase in the ferocity of the offensive. The exchange of fire is nonstop. You can hear the explosions. It's hard to tell whether that's incoming or outgoing, but we are within easy reach of Russian artillery and mortars. Chazif Yar sits only around six miles west of Bakhmut and north of Avdivka, cities that have become long-standing symbols of Ukrainian resolve, but were ultimately unable to withstand Russia's sheer number of forces and firepower. Ruben Sarakanian is a soldier with the 5th Assault Brigade. Right now, we're facing problems with artillery shells, he said. We rely on the support of the United States. We're facing problems and our men are dying. While Congress argues over the $60 billion Ukraine aid package, President Zelensky says Russia is exploiting the delay. The vast majority of residents have already abandoned this place. Some may feel the West has abandoned them. Soldiers repeat the most pressing need is artillery, Nora, that they simply cannot fight Russia toe-to-toe. They won't say how much longer they can hold that territory with the stocks they have left, but warehouses are already running empty. Charlie Daggett, with that reporting from the front lines, thank you. And that military aid for Ukraine was the subject of today's high-stakes meeting between President Biden and congressional leaders. Also at the center of the Oval Office conversation, that looming government shutdown and the crisis at the U.S. border. The president even spending one-on-one time with Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson. CBS's Weijia Jiang is at the White House. President Biden told congressional leaders this morning that the time to send Ukraine more money is now. Uh, I think the consequences of inaction every day in Ukraine are dire. House Speaker Mike Johnson, who has refused to allow a vote on new funding for Ukraine, was pressed by everyone in the room, including his Republican colleague, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. The meeting on um, Ukraine was one of the most intense I have ever encountered in my many meetings in the Oval Office. What made this meeting one of the most intense you've ever had here? The urgency of supporting Ukraine and the consequences to the people of America. But Speaker Johnson came out of the meeting undeterred, insisting on action to address the southern border first. We must take care of America's needs first. When you talk about America's needs, You have to talk first about our open border. Another top focus today, the looming government shutdown. 
Several federal agencies run out of money in three days, and all of them could close one week from Friday. Hard right Republicans, who have brought the government to the brink of a shutdown three times in six there, months, are now pressuring Johnson to include a list of demands that could kill a funding deal, like cutting funding for background checks to buy guns, cutting incentives for buying electric vehicles, and defunding Planned Parenthood. Families are living paycheck to paycheck. Bessa Pinchotti runs a support group for military families that rely on the federal nutrition program, WIC, which would not be available if the government closes. That's a huge problem. That's the safety net that so many families rely on. President Biden and House Speaker Johnson also spoke privately in their first one-on-one meeting ever. Tonight, both say they're optimistic that Congress can strike a deal, but time is running out. The House does not return to Washington until tomorrow evening, just two days before that partial shutdown kicks in. Nora. Wow, leaving it to the last minute. Weijia Jiang, thank you. Well, now to the dangerous weather we talked about that is happening all across the country. Evacuation orders have been issued as several wildfires burn out of control along the Texas panhandle, while severe storms take aim at parts of the Midwest. A large area from Chicago to Louisville is under a tornado threat tonight. For the forecast, let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. Dangerous, severe weather expected for parts of the Midwest and Ohio Valley. Not just possible, but likely some of these storms will produce large hail, damaging winds, even significant tornadoes, all a possibility. Overnight, heavy rain bringing a flood threat to many areas, damaging wind, the main threat during the day. Tomorrow, the storms will be pushing into the big cities by the evening commute after what will be a near or record warm day, which is not going to last long, going from the 50s and 60s in the northeast, Nora, to temperatures that will be well below freezing by Thursday morning. All right, Chris, thank you. Tonight's Michigan presidential primary is underway as one of the key battleground states that will likely decide the general election in November. Former President Donald Trump is looking to continue his winning streak over former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. But CBS's Ed O'Keefe explains why President Biden is facing a voter backlash in a state he won in 2020. Michigan is the biggest test of the anti-Biden vote so far. Because while many Americans have no personal connection to the conflict in the Middle East... Thousands here do. The city of Dearborn has the largest concentration of Arab and Muslim Americans in the country and generally votes overwhelmingly for Democrats. But they say the president's refusal to support an enduring ceasefire is pushing many here, like the Democratic mayor, Abdullah Hamoud, to vote uncommitted in today's primary. I think for me, voting uncommitted today is sending a message of we're trying to hold our elected official accountable. The president won Michigan by 154,000 votes four years ago. Donald Trump won it in 2016 by just 10,000. That means tens of thousands of votes against Biden could cost him the state in the general election. This is a clear warning to the Democratic Party that unless they do change course, they're in trouble in November. This gives us an opportunity to express our concern and to express it now in February. Adam Abu Saleh volunteered for the president's 2020 campaign. But by the time we first met him in late November, he was angry with the president for standing by Israel as tens of thousands of civilians in Gaza died. If you were to tell me that my vote would be the vote whether... Biden wins in Michigan or not, I will still not vote for Biden. Now he's actively campaigning for uncommitted. 
The president still expected to easily win the primary tonight. On Monday, he said ongoing negotiations to release hostages might mean a temporary pause in fighting. My hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. And he reiterated his strong support for Israel, criticized the government's plans to push further into Gaza. They're going to lose support from around the world. And that is not in Israel's interest. On the Republican side, should Donald Trump win tonight, he's hoping it'll propel him into Super Tuesday next week when more than a dozen states will be voting. But Nikki Haley is still running and says she has no plans to drop out. Nora? All right, Ed O'Keefe at a polling place there. Thank you, Ed. Well, there are new details tonight regarding the death of 16-year-old Nex Benedict, a non-binary student who died just one day after getting into a fight with three other students. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports Benedict's death has sparked nationwide demonstrations against anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. From rallies in New York to walkouts in Oklahoma. Members of the LGBTQ community showed their support for Nex Benedict, a 16-year-old non-binary student who died earlier this month after a fight at their Owasso, Oklahoma high school. A preliminary autopsy report says Nex did not die from injuries in the fight. It's been really tough to lose someone that I cared about, to see all of this hate manifesting into something so powerful. The fight took place in the girls' bathroom, and Owasso police released videos showing everyone involved walking out on their own. A school nurse sent next to the hospital, where police body cam video shows them sitting next to their grandmother. Next told the officer the girls were harassing them. Next says they reacted by throwing water on the girls, which started a three-on-one fight. So they just up and decided to just start messing with you. There was, there yeah, was... because of the way that we dress. The harassment is familiar to LGBTQ youth, like Alex DeRoyne. What happened on that individual level is an individual situation that happens because of a systematic, systematic problem. DeRoyne put some of the blame on Oklahoma leaders who have pushed anti-LGBTQ laws in the state, like Oklahoma's state superintendent Ryan Walters, who has been accused of enacting policies that limit transgender students. I'm going to completely reject the notion that common sense policies, that there's two genders, that there shouldn't be gender ideology pushed in schools, has any connection whatsoever to students feeling safe. Police are waiting on the autopsy and toxicology reports to determine the cause of death. And people in this community here are waiting to see if the district attorney will end up filing charges on that initial fight. Nora? Omar Franca, thank you. Tonight, Democratic Senator Tammy Duckworth says she will bring her bill to protect in vitro fertilization and other fertility treatments to the Senate floor tomorrow, trying to put lawmakers on the record for where they stand on the issue. Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra and Democrats argue Republicans have gone too far with restricting reproductive care. And today, the Biden's administration's top health official was there in Alabama to meet with patients and doctors impacted by that controversial state Supreme Court ruling giving embryos the same rights as children. Lawmakers in the state are now scrambling to approve legislation to protect access to IVF treatments. And Alabama's Republican governor says she hopes to have a bill on her desk soon. In tonight's Money Watch, the price of a burger and fries could be going up, depending on what time of day it is. That's right. Fast food giant Wendy's says it will introduce surge pricing in 2025 during its busiest hours. 
Well, it's getting a frosty reception as CBS's Jolene Kent takes a look at the latest way companies are squeezing consumers. Taking a bigger bite out of shoppers' incomes, the most in three decades, and be prepared to shell out more. You'll never guess what we're doing to the Baconator. Wendy's announced it'll start testing dynamic pricing on digital menu boards next year, a form of surge pricing like Uber and Lyft. Artificial intelligence will suggest menu items and determine whether to raise prices based on demand, location, and time. Wendy says, for example, it might suggest a cool frosty on a warm summer day. This will allow us to be more nimble and flexible with pricing. Why introduce this when customers can easily just go somewhere else? Clearly, the company is trying to find ways to boost its share price and improve its profit margins. But it could come at the expense of losing some faithful customers. Cereal! Beyond the burgers, Kellogg is also under fire after its CEO suggested consumers struggling with inflation could eat cereal for dinner. You think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. Backlash online was swift. This fool making four million bucks a year. You think he's feeding his kids cereal for dinner? It's a tough sell because cereal prices have surged more than 25 percent compared to pre-pandemic. Well, it rings a little bit like the French Revolution, let them eat cereal. And it does sort of not read the room very well. Families are really struggling to afford bringing food to the table to feed everyone at the table. And now they're suggesting cereal for dinner. It just seems like he's missing the point here. What you pay for groceries continues to rise. The financial firm Moody's Analytics says that the average American right now is paying $1,200 more per year on groceries alone compared to three years ago. Nora. Jolene Kent, thank you so much. One of America's oldest department stores announces a major downsizing and a new vision for its future. That's next. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, a possible labor agreement could be brewing between Starbucks and its workers. The coffee giant and the union Workers United have agreed to begin talks aimed at improving labor relations and resolving lawsuits between them. The two sides have been at odds in recent years as workers at hundreds of stores have voted to unionize. Big changes tonight at Macy's. The retail chain is closing about 150 stores while investing to improve the remaining 350 stores. Macy's also plans to expand its Bloomingdale's department stores and its beauty chain, Blue Mercury. The former CEO of Bloomingdale's took over as Macy's CEO earlier this month. 
A new tech industry designed to track women's heart health is booming. We've got the details next. Tonight, we're casting light on a growing tech industry aimed at improving women's health and closing the gender gap in healthcare. More companies run by women are creating devices designed to better track the health of women's hearts. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver. So it's not metal. It's very soft. Mm -hmm. It's very comfortable. Alicia Chong-Rodriguez is the co-founder of the Bloomer Bra, an undergarment with a secret weapon, sensors that track health information to detect and fight heart disease in women. What kind of data are you collecting and how does that help the doctor? So we collect data to detect arrhythmia triggers. We also collect breathing patterns, temperature, posture and movement. These symptoms might get dismissed or unrecognized. The data is sent to a cell phone app and allows the woman to share it with her doctor. Chong Rodriguez's company, Bloomer Tech, is hoping to get FDA approval for the bra as a medical device. So most of the data we've always collected has been predominantly male, but we actually needed data from women to build better tools to early detect and treat patients with heart disease. More than 60 million women in the United States are living with some form of heart disease. But a study by the American Heart Association shows women are not getting the same level of care as men. You put it on here, it's super simple. That trend is inspiring more female entrepreneurs to develop technology specifically for women. So it has all of your heart risk factors. Like Mayan Cohen, the CEO of Hello Heart, who designed a monitor to track everything from blood pressure and cholesterol to weight and activity. The data is sent in real time to an app which is available through employer health plans. We have AI based digital coaching that help you improve your health in real time. And we also have risk alert that help you catch risk in time. For these women, the mission is personal. My grandma, we lost her to a heart attack when I was only 13 years old. We need better tools and now we can do something about it. Taking care of women's hearts to help them beat the odds. Meg Oliver, CBS News, New York. Love hearing from those entrepreneurs. All right, Heart of America is next with a police department that made a little boy's dream come true. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Finally, tonight's Heart of America, meet five-year-old Ethan Hierro, a brave young boy from Terrytown, New York, who's battling brain cancer. Last week, Ethan had his dream come true by becoming Officer Ethan. How are you, Ethan? Good. I'm the chief. Are you going to work with us? Yes. <laughs> How about this? Would you like to go with mom and your sisters? 
Well, the Terrytown police chief himself picked up their newest recruit and brought him and his family to the police station for his swearing in. And he was treated like the VIP he is with a police escort with lights and sirens the entire way. And after being sworn in by Mayor Karen Brown, Ethan was given his own shield as well as a tour of the station. And of course, every officer needs his own patrol car. So that was provided as well. Police officer Ethan Hierro, tonight's Heart of America. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.